Welcome to the well played. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Should I just make like a blooper reel? Yeah. All right. Why can't I say well played? Well played. Well played. Ah. All right. Welcome to the well played. Oh my god, I can't do it. <laughs> do you want me to do it for you? Hey, I don't know. I've got, I'll do one you more. You got it. You got it. I think I'm like paranoid now. Just breathe. Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Episode 17, the official podcast of Well Played. Uh, I'm Zach, and I'm here with Kieran. Hey. Jordan. Hello. And Azza. Hey. How are we all going? Yeah. You right? I mean, the weather's starting to warm up, so I'm sad, but yeah, outside right. of that. Yeah, same. You don't same. like, not a fan of summer? Nah, I'm not a fan of summer at all. It means I can't wear cool coats and shit. Yeah, that's it. I can't wear yeah, coats. You get to, like, I need to wear coats to look cool. Get your legs out and get to wear like awesome jorts. socks that people c- can see. It means we can wear jorts. It is. That is very true. That that is, is that is a positive. It is jort oh, weather. That. Kieran saw my uh, luscious legs today. I did. They, I were, did. they were great. Uh, they were. I've I'm actually a leg model. True story. Really? Ooh, really? Whose legs no, do you no. model? I, I got nothing for that. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Um, all right. Well, let's get straight into it. If no one's got any exciting personal news or Not anything they want to talk about, um, actually, I've got something. Um, I, I just got back from the doctor, and um, I think I'm pregnant. I thought you better see you down with the sickness. Congratulations. I'm going to have a baby. What sort of baby? What? What sort of baby? What? <laughs> well, could... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There was this. Uh, there was. Uh, I mean, there was this Vulpix I went out with the other night. Um, <laughs> wow. I don't. I don't. I don't know if it broke during. Um, that that might be a little bit too adult. See, and here, uh... here I was sitting thinking that you were influenced by Kieran's article ages ago about Spyro's most fuckable dragons. Haven't you oh, seen? No, that was um, a great article. That was, that was a fantastic article. Species. Uh, no, we, we want it to be a nice surprise. And by we, I mean me, because she, she just, she just left. You can't bloody trust women, can you? All right. Uh, hey, no. So <laughs> <laughs> what have we all been playing? Jordan can start. Uh, I've been playing Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate still. Uh, Jordan can finish. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, have you been playing anything else that is not Monster Hunter? Uh, yes, I've still been playing some uh, Siege, because it's always good fun. Oh, yeah. And I played a little, little bit of Destiny 2 last night. So no Warframe? No, no Warframe. My friend who I usually play Warframe is uh, away from home at the moment, so waiting for him to it's get back. Fun. Is Warframe on the Switch? Yes. There you go. It is now, yes. That solves your problem, mate. No, it really doesn't. No, well, if but, I well, that means you can, that means you can play Warframe on the dunny, and that's always awesome. I mean, I have done that, but some of the areas run at like fifteen frames a second, and I have to grind for everything again. Okay, 
question without notice here. Best game to play on the dunny? Uh, Dark Souls, because it frustrates uh, you, so you push your shit out faster. Ugh. No, that's how you get hemorrhoids. Jesus. That's how Two you get birds in one stone. <laughs> okay. Wow. <clears throat> My favorite no, game to play to be... on the dunny is, is this enough toilet paper? <laughs> the sequel to that is will my finger go through oh wow this is already weird <laughs> no. it's only weird if you let it be weird yeah exactly it's weird it's weird it's weird I don't think I've actually ever played a, a game on the oh no I would have played like Words with Friends or something like yeah, that. Your, yeah. some basic you know white trash android game nice yeah Okay, well, Jordan, if that's all for you, what about Azar? Um, well, I have been getting stuck into Pokemon Diamond to, to just because I've never actually I haven't actually played it for like six years, but I oh. actually had to delete my twelve-year-old save to play it. But that's okay because I managed to I managed to get out all the event Pokemon and stuff from like two thousand and nine. You but, said is and the I, save and I, twelve years old? Yes, the save is twelve years old. Okay, sorry. I thought maybe it was you had a twelve-year-old and it was their save. <laughs> no, it wasn't his anymore. This could sorry, go into very, very dark territory. It wasn't his, it wasn't his anymore. Were you trying to get the information out that as has been pregnant before, or yeah? I mean, it just keeps happening. What can I say? I'm a huge slut. Um, you shouldn't. No, I'm not going to yeah, say that joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what I will say about transferring pokemon from pokemon diamond into even something like black and white it's it's the most embarrassingly annoying thing yep in the on the entire planet because they've got this mini game to transfer them from gen 4 to gen 5 then you can get them onto pokemon bank and stuff but they've got this mini game that you have to do to get pokemon from gen 4 to gen 5 where they're all jumping around in grasses, and you got to shoot crossbow, shoot pokeballs at them out of a out of a crossbow. And you can only do six at a time. So imagine doing that, but for about two hundred Pokemon. Yeah, the novelty wears off very quickly. <laughs> it does. It does. That sounds horrible. Game freak. Game freak will probably be like, okay, you want you want to get your you, you want to get your old Pokemon? Okay, it, it's a weird can't, thing. Can't cause... be asked for catching them again. All right. Generally speaking, the Pokemon games actually age pretty well, except for those things where they try to make yeah. like bringing things into cross generation for the Pokemon games. They try to make it yeah. interesting. Never yeah. ages well. Yeah, it's and on the opposite side of that, it's amazing how how well Pokemon Diamonds aged, how well Gen Four in general has aged because it's aged yeah. really well. The soundtrack is still mwah, Chef Kiss. Mwah, mwah. It's got to be one of my favorite sound fonts ever. Just, oh, it's so good. Nice. nice. Uh, anything else that's been taking your time, Azza? Um, Sorry, that I was did. Sort of like a bit of malice. I, I did. <laughs> a bit, I thought it was a lot. I did <laughs> just finish my binge watch of the first nine seasons of The Simpsons. And that's yeah. been, that's been really, that's been really uh, enlightening to say the least, just to hear all those jokes that I used to hear as a kid and not find funny. But then I come across like a French nuclear testing joke and suddenly I'm side splitting like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Although I could have gone without the ninth season. I didn't enjoy the ninth season. I could have gone without the first season, to be honest. Wow. You Zach, stop right, being an edgelord, please. <laughs> That's just how I roll. The first, two, no, the first two seasons are actually my favourites now. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I'd rather watch... Watch? Oh, I can't talk to that. <laughs> I, would, I would rather watch Ren and Stimpy. I've never actually seen that. That is one on one. That is on my list. That is on my list. Right after I watched Look, the new If Rocco's Zach would rather life. watch that, then you know it's pretty bad. <laughs> this should be for like the off-topic banter at the end, but I watched the Rocco's Modern Life movie today. But there's a movie? No, not today, this week. Yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, it was like a special on Netflix. I've heard it's, it's real good. good. You should watch it. Is it, is it's it really new or good. old? No, it's new. Yeah, same with the new Invader Zim special. And Invader Zim. I, I watched that as well. That's also really good. I never got into Invader Zim as a kid because I was never like a scene kid, but you know, I, oh, I, I, can, I can understand was. the appeal. I can <laughs> understand the appeal. The question is, Kieran, was it just a phase or? <clears throat> no. No, Dad. <laughs> no, it's just a phase. It's not just a phase, Dad. Can't be a phase if it hasn't actually finished yet. That's true. Exactly. That's the joke. I know. I just wanted to say it out loud, though. In case, Thank you know, you there's some... some uh, no, people didn't get it. No. I don't know why you're I... making jokes, mate. <laughs> Kieran, why? Yes. Uh, why? I mean, what have you been playing? Why have I been playing? That's why have you been playing? <laughs> you could be reading or writing a book. <laughs> I, um... What I, uh, I've been playing uh, a lot of Final Fantasy VIII remastered mm-hmm. which i reviewed this week um but i also played through and platinumed control Ooh, i've heard which, lots of good things about control yeah i i would say that it, it in most ways it goes down as probably one of my favorite games of this generation damn uh, damn in all ways except maybe the combat which i think is a similar sentiment to what uh other kieran had in his review mm. um which is to say it's not bad it's just not the best part of the game but um in terms of narrative and just like atmosphere and and storytelling and stuff it's yeah it's awesome it's like basically like twin peaks the video game mm. I in love terms twin of the peaks. way it tells its tale it's very good is it better than quantum break yes is it better than troll and i no is it better so? than order order 1886 Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love the awkward silence after that. <clears throat> no, nothing. I'll answer this point. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I've. I'm keen to play it. I have. You need to get on it. Have a chance. Oh mate, I've been like in bed pretty much this entire like, past week. You need Just a yeah. Dead. You need a switch. When you're mate. more when you're more clear of mind, you should play it because it's one of those games where you need to like soak up absolutely every little bit of lore that you can find. Yeah. Well, so all right. So you got the platinum. Is it mm. a hard platinum? No. Nah. Okay. It's actually, it's quite an easy one. It, I, like 95% of the trophies I got naturally just from playing the game properly. Okay. Are you a hard platinum? I am. It's true. Yep. I've only got two bronze trophies at the moment. Was that the result of <laughs> he's looking work, at Zach's he's legs? He's working the silver out of me. <laughs> What's that, Jordan? Was, was the hard platinum the result of looking at Zach's legs? <laughs> his <Yes>. gratuitous glutes <laughs> absolutely ah they are some good legs question Just for you zach them. could you crush a Just watermelon them. with your legs could you crush them between your mighty I could thighs crush it with my 
armpit. <laughs> <laughs> I would oh. love to see that. No, uh, look, probably couldn't crush a watermelon with my armpit or my thighs or whatever it was, my legs. I admire your honesty. Thank you. I did, you know, I just want to be transparent with our yeah, listeners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, have you been playing anything else, Karen? Or just uh, Control? Control and, and FF8, that's that's pretty much it. Cool. What have you been um, playing, Zach? The only thing you've been playing, Zach? The only... I reckon I've played half an hour of games max in the past week since we last wow. spoke. Actually, that's probably that's like more than usual. about an hour. Um, I played a little bit of Wreckfest. I did two, two or three. Two events, I'm pretty sure. It's pretty mm. cool. Um, you like it? Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know if it uh, blew me away as much as I thought it was going to because I was pretty keen for it. Mm. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. What's that? A Zach Jackson game not hitting the the uh, <laughs> level of anticipation you should have but then again it's you know it's it's a racing game so maybe that's just why um maybe i thought smashing into well yeah um <laughs> well, i mean yeah. like I, yeah i've only played two games at the moment so we'll see uh, and i've been playing a bit more overcooked that's basically it nice yeah, that's fair that's fair i mean you i mean it doesn't sound like you have much of a drive for a drive for race for racing games right now. No, no. Um, running low. I'm running on empty, and it comes oh, to hey. yeah. crashing. No need, and burning, no need to mate. speed along. No. Uh, all um, right. Well, let's move into some proper game talk. Uh, who yeah. wants to kick off the review discussion first? You, being Jordan, or Kieran, being Kieran, being Kieran. <laughs> You're like Kira um, Yeah. I mean, I'll talk a little bit about Final Fantasy VIII, but it's like, it's one of those things where I don't want to talk too much about the game itself because it's, you know, 20 odd years old. And if anybody hasn't played it yet, then they're an idiot. Thank you. Uh, yeah, specifically you, Jordan. Yeah, I know I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Final Fantasy VIII has a, a, a pretty special place for me because it's probably one of the first JRPGs I've ever played. Uh, and I probably replay it at least once a year. Um, and the fact that there, Square Enix have even paid any attention to Final Fantasy VIII when they've given zero fucks about it for at least a decade is very nice. Um, and it's a really cool remaster because I actually went back and, and redid the old PS1 3D models and made them look all pretty and stuff. So. Oh, really? Yeah, it's very good. Except did for... Get, sorry. Did you get the Platinum? Oh, sorry. Is <laughs> there yet. trophies? Oh, sorry. Are There's there trophies. trophies. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It looks like a pretty easy Platinum too. Again, like if you sort of just play it and do everything, it looks like you get it naturally. So I will endeavor to clean up the last of those. And you can play the game in triple speed, so it makes it nice and nice and quick. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. The only downside to it is that Square Enix, uh, as with all of their other PS1 RPGs, lost the source code to the game a long, long time ago. So they only have the 240p PS1 pre-rendered backgrounds and cutscenes that they originally had and not like their original high-res versions. Yeah. So th- those all look like shit. But um, other than that, it's awesome. In all fairness. Yeah, game preservation. In all fairness. All three of you spoke... Stop. <laughs> no, let's all go again. 
Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. In all fairness, though, back or, mm. back in the day, you know, with the final mm. in the older Final Fantasy days, mm. holding all the source code wasn't really oh, yeah. a practice. No, 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 no. no. It wasn't. That's that's like, that's why? it. Why? There are this some. Is, this blows my mind a bit. There, there are some really funny stories to come out of uh, Square Enix, though. I remember reading that uh, when Final Fantasy fourteen first came out. Uh, the potted plants, like the pots that the plants were in, had the same high polygon count as the high resolution characters. So it was so <laughs> demanding that even the powerhouse PCs that the game was built on struggled to run the game. <laughs> yeah, I I played that game at launch. That was a mess. There are there are some funnier ones as well. I think it was was it Type Zero that was originally a PSP game. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. When they did the remaster for that to uh. PS4, mm. uh, they copied the high-res models from the cinematics straight onto the old models we were playing in the game. But because they weren't yeah. coded properly, there was a glitch where the female characters, their skirts would just flip upwards and get stuck. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. A, a Perfect glitch. game is this again? Final Fantasy <laughs> Time Zero. All right. Yeah. No, uh, preservation of assets and code and stuff wasn't yeah, like Jordan was saying, really wasn't a thing. Why? Like that? Yeah, like like I was just saying, that that sort of because they weren't invaded. expecting to release a game more than once, especially if it was yeah. basically bug proof. But even wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, just... and like small teams, smaller games. I yeah, don't know. I don't know. Just like it was like it was the wild west. Yeah, and and keeping stuff preserved is expensive. <clears throat> That's it. It's it's che- it's much cheaper to just wipe hard drives and then use them for uh, use them for another game than to keep the old hard drives and have to buy new ones. Then again, we do get some real gems like the Aladdin remaster coming out having the old E3 trade build in it. Yeah, that was from cool. 1993. I thought that was really cool. I like that. Yeah. I'm just more surprised that it still existed. And, yeah. like, the Pokemon Gold and Silver demo from Space World 97 still exists. And people were managed People managed to get it playable, which is real cool. We, we need more stuff like that. Just earlier versions mm. of games that you can just mm. play if you want. But not too early, otherwise you get Anthem. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Wait, An- Anthem wasn't a demo? <laughs> You're screwing with me, right? Like, Anthem, <laughs> that, that's, not, that's not a finished game. That's, that's just the demo. <laughs> Like, like, it certainly like, feels like, like, it. like the demo you get in PC Power Play. That's just that's just the demo, right? You're screwing with me. No, usually <laughs> those demos are of a high quality. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> I remember playing heaps of the Halo demo. That was sick. All right, do you remember what was it? The Halo Three beta that was on Crackdown Two. Oh, was Crackdown. It? Ooh, yeah. It's the only reason anyone bought the game. <laughs> yeah. All right, I think we're getting a little yes. off topic here. Yes. Yes. Uh, Jordan, you've been playing a, a game. A game, yeah. I've uh, been yeah, playing you Monster Hunter like. World Iceborne for a good amount of hours. Uh, yeah. How many hours would you say? Is it more than 250? No, not more than that, but I definitely cracked 200. <sighs> Beast. I, uh, I I certainly started to wind down on playing as I got closer to actually writing the review and starting to write content for it. But yeah, mm. it was... Uh, I was expecting this expansion to be big and it still surprised me with how big it was. Like, there is a lot of stuff to this. You could effectively call it a new game 
it's pretty nice. impressive. So when you say you've played 200 hours or mm-hmm. more than or whatever, uh, you have to just remind me a little bit, but is Monster Hunter... Um, what's the right term? Like, not, not linear, but, you know, it's got a story where you go and do missions or is it sort of always... So a bit like Destiny where you can go and do the same stuff again? Uh it's a bit like Destiny, but uh, most of the core progression is tied to the actual story. So there is a story in Iceborne, and unlike World, it's actually decent. Um, and naturally, you know, the story is tied to your power climb. Uh, it's a lot smoother than World's power climb was, because World was like, oh, here's a steady power climb, and then you just skyrocket. Whereas Iceborne is like, he's just a steady power climb the entire time. But... Yeah, so it's one of those things where the campaign can take you like as little as like 30 hours or as long as 100. Like, because they give you heaps of optional stuff to do during the campaign. So, you know, you just load up different missions and hunt different monsters on the way to uh, powering up to beat every monster that you can. So, all right. How long would you say the campaign actually is? So if you if you didn't do anything else, because two hundred hours seems that that seems insane. Two hundred hours isn't just the campaign. Yeah, no, I get that. But like, if you had to, if you didn't do anything else in in the world, uh, like if you just went and did like the golden path, what are we talking? Thirty hours, fifty uh, hours? Probably around fifty. But you'd definitely struggle because you would not be upgrading your gear as you should. Sure. Um, yeah, that's massive. You'd have to be an insanely good player to crack it like that. But. Hmm. Uh, especially because uh, the the DLC, it kind of weans you into it, and then after about two monsters, it goes, yeah, you need to change your gear, otherwise you're going to get steamrolled, and you do. So that was a bit of a learning curve where I had to just completely scrap my old build and create a new one with new gear. But it is it is massive. Do, we, um, do you know if it's full price? Like, is it a full... Because you said it's pre- pretty much a new game. I believe you know what it's the... $60? I okay. want to say it's $60. Hang on, I'll have a look. Say it. Don't yeah, let it. $60. Bucks, <laughs> 60 bucks. Okay. So that's... I mean, yeah. yeah for for the amount of uh, hours that you're saying that you got out of it, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, and it, it does a lot of things. So rather than just like add a new space to go to and ignore the old game what they've done is they've completely expanded the movesets of every monster that was already in monster hunter world including the ones that they added after the release of monster hunter world and then they've got like i think it's about 25 monsters or something in the just the iceborne roster so collectively it's about 60 monsters now which is massive nice um, right, so, right, can you, this is probably another stupid question, but your save or your character or whatever, that that all carries over? That all carries over, you... yes. Okay. Uh, so the, the key progression point that you have to beat to unlock uh, access to Iceborne is to just mm-hmm. beat the main Monster Hunter World campaign, so it'd be Hunter rank 16. Um, a couple of notable changes is people that are struggling with the old Hunter rank caps those caps have been removed, so you don't need to do those quests anymore. Um, but you now have Master Rank, which is basically G-Rank for just a better name. And G-Rank is just another rank, but it means you can access higher 
quality year. Um, but w I think the biggest thing that Iceborne does is uh, it adds a second area, which is actually a combination of the first four areas put together, which is a really interesting thing that they've done. And what you do is um, you have these regions that are, you know, the, the uh, environments that you've been to before and hunting the monsters in each environment levels up that environment, meaning that you can hunt uh, harder and harder enemies and then eventually get the best gear possible. And it's done really well. And they actually tie some like hidden monsters to that progression. So there's a lot of stuff to do even after you beat the campaign. Nice. Yes, those are definitely words. <laughs> I don't know what any of them mean, but I know those are words. So, all right, I've, I've got another question for you, but I'm just trying to think how to phrase it. Collectively, so the base game of MHW and Iceborne and The Witcher 3 and all its DLCs, which, which uh, combination did you enjoy the most? Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, I knew this was going to be a good question. Um, I'd probably have to say Iceborne, just because Iceborne mm. has some of my favorite monsters in it. Okay. Uh, just because their, their movesets are a little different to what most of the monsters in Monster Hunter World are. So it's just mm. a bit refreshing to fight stuff like that. Um, uh, the Final Fantasy one was kind of crap. The Witcher one was sick, though. That that crossover was mad. And you played on PS4, a pro yes. or a standard? Uh, I did on both. Okay. I played with standard, and then when I got a custom, well, when I uh, and then when the normal got one an... took off and flew out your window because it <laughs> yeah, pretty much. When, when I got a feel to, when I got a feel for how bad the game ran, uh, still on the regular PS4, I just switched back to my pro. And uh, how did it run? Finish. Uh, it, it's okay on the pro. Um, hmm. I run in the uh, performance mode. Okay. Uh, generally sits above 30 frames, which is nice because most of the areas in Monster Hunter World didn't kind of hit that point. So it at least has a little bit more thought in, uh, in terms of its optimization. Uh, but the regular PS4 version is just abysmal. <laughs> I, love, I love the fact that we're at a point now where like, if a game doesn't even perform properly on the base PS4, nobody cares. Developers don't care. People don't care. They're like, oh yeah, it's, it's the base PS4. Of course it's shit. <laughs> like controls, the controls the same as well. Cause that has so much like physics stuff going on. Cause it's got yeah. like totally destructible environments and like just shit flying everywhere constantly. And even on the pro, sometimes that, that breaks things a little bit, but on the base PS4, apparently it's absolute dog shit. Yeah, that, and it's that just would. like, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Welcome to the world of PCs, my friend. Do you, <laughs> do you remember how bad The Last Guardian ran on the regular PS4? Oh, yeah. God. I remember that, yeah. That was, that was something else. All right, so the review hasn't gone up yet. We're still a day or two away from the uh, embargo uh, break. Break? End? Lift. Uh, better word. Um, what score are you giving it? Even though it's not been finalized, but uh, I assume it's well, going to be uh, uh, it's going to be big. I was, I was going to say one. low. <laughs> 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 well, 
Well, it does have a few issues with it, but they're mostly small enough that they can be pretty easily ignored. Um, so right now I'm resting on about a 9.5. Okay. I was going to say it'd be about a 9, but nice. Is it your uh, game of the year so far? You know what? I think it might be. I think wow. it might have overtaken Sekiro. Because yeah. you gave, Ooh. what did you give Sekiro? You gave Sekiro a 9.5, yeah? Yeah. Are you one of the last remaining people to not give a 10? No, I've given a 10. I gave it to Persona 5. Okay. Because I know that Kieran, Kieran loves it. K- KS loves a 10. He does love a 10. He's a big fan. <laughs> he, he, he only plays 10s now. He's like, <laughs> he's like, don't give it to me unless it's a 10. That's why. Is that, what if it's a 9.5? Is that like is that like enough leeway, no, or does it doesn't get out of bed? Does not get out of bed for a nine point five, mate. <laughs> Come back so. when you're serious. The game he's if playing he now says so. otherwise. Fair. Though <laughs> 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 so that's been um, getting some pretty good previews and stuff. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Oh well, yeah, yeah. All right, <clears throat> cool. So. What are we? The 3rd of September. So about a month ago, uh, Kieran and I went to SMG Studios here in South Melbourne, uh, in Victoria, if you're listening overseas. Uh, And we played a, well, I guess it's like a preview build, I don't know, or a QA build or test build, whatever you want to call it. Probably a build. Of moving out the new co-op. Comedy is probably not the right word, but sort of like a, a similar premises. Overcooked, but instead of uh, making uh, meals and stuff, you are moving furniture. So oh. we played for. We got to play two separate builds. Uh, one that we could record footage, which will go up soon, and one that we couldn't record footage of. Um, yeah. What did you what What were your first thoughts uh, after we played, Kieran? Um, my my initial impressions was uh, a like obviously it it does capture that like multiplayer sort of chaos that overcooked that's made overcooked what it is, mm. where it's like cooperative but also you want to tear each other's eyes out <laughs> by the end. It, it um, plays loosely as with the words co-op, co-op, yeah. cooperative. <laughs> It plays like how well played operates. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> but um, fire in the corner and me spinning around in the opposite side of the room with a fire extinguisher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it um, the, the, I guess the thing that stood out is just how much it nails like the concepts of moving house so mm. well in such like a, a like a yeah over the top format. Things like you know trying to get. L-shaped couches around corners, oh, and like when you've got to toss your bed over the pool to get it into the <laughs> truck, you know, just normal everyday life shit like that. Yeah, there was a there, there's a, a few funny moments that we had um, playing that. Yeah, that that L-shape because I think that, that was the that first first level. one. That was the very first level. <laughs> we were like going for eight is trying it, and you were just like, "Nah, fuck this, let's just restart." <laughs> Because like the yeah the thing I think that the thing we struggled with the most, which is obviously just part of the learning curve of the game, is like mm. when you you both obviously got control of your character and and you you both sort of grab one end of any piece of furniture, so like 
trying to move your end of the furniture when someone else is moving theirs yeah is like it takes yeah it takes some good uh some good synergy and we didn't have that at the beginning and it was well, kind of i have a question for you kieran yeah given that you have moved uh places fairly recently <laughs> how, yeah. how how uh close is it to mimicking the actual uh process of moving well, let's just say I'm glad that I didn't ask Zach to help me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you know, like it. I said, super accurate. Like uh, the lava pits, the like, you know, pressing switches to drop your furniture down a giant pit, like all that stuff. Just that, like that's life. a common problem in Victoria, isn't it? It is. Absolutely. Actually, if, I too think many pits if, in if Victorian. Victorian movers started to employ some of the things we were doing in that game, everything would be a lot more efficient. <laughs> Just like chucking shit through windows and like... Yeah, see, we'd be boosting the economy because we would... Absolutely. You know, we'd uh, get more jobs for removalists, more jobs for glass, you know, like O'Brien, more like yeah. furniture makers would be in business, you know. Yeah. Because you police. need to buy a whole bunch of new shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, what did you we, think? Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. I, I thought it was yeah. it was heaps of fun. Like there was, I think, I'm just trying to remember exactly. I think it was the second build that we played, the one that we couldn't record, the, or the, the more all, experimental one. Yeah, because um, I think that one had that one had the lava pit, didn't it? Where you had yeah. to like uh, stand on either side and like yeah, and you had to dodge. Um, did you have have to dodge or did you have to like fireballs and stuff yeah yeah Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in that yeah they were hilarious like like, I think there was there was a few times there where I I was laughing very very hard Um, no yeah it was it was heaps of fun and yeah games like like that are good you can just sort of chill out and you know have a good time with your partner or your friends or you know break up with your friends or your partner because you can't but you move furniture or cook meals together. Um, yeah. But no, it was good. It was it was heaps of fun and uh, they're definitely onto a winner. The question I was going to ask you, what did mm. you, there was probably the I don't know and this you know this might change in the in the final build, but the one thing that there was one thing I didn't quite like and that was when we remember when when we played the ghost level? Yes. Yeah, and those ghosts though were relentless. Yeah, so um, there's like yeah there's a there's a level that we played i i feel like that 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 stuff will get tuned out because i i think a lot of people's feedback would be the same as ours yeah and that having like an unkillable ghost like constantly harass you when you're trying to move stuff is not fun no and you could yeah like you could slap it right but it would only uh be you know affected for three to five seconds or so and then it's you know it's back at you again I um, love that movie, Ghost Slappers. Yeah, I do. I have, don't know if that's a real movie or if you just. I... <laughs> <laughs> Is that a real? Do film? I need to add the curb your enthusiasm call? music there? Huh? Ghost Slappers. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, I'm super keen for it. So they announced this week finally um, that they are partnering partnering with Team. 17 the, the publishers of overcooked uh so they will be publishing moving out and it's coming to uh, nintendo switch pc ps4 and xbox one i don't recall if it's mac or not i didn't actually really look um i doubt it i doubt it 
but yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, they've got yeah. a bit of support behind them, um, and whether that makes it better or worse, who who knows? But you know, so far, Overcooked is. Um, I mean, we'll touch on this in our next sort of topic, but yeah, like, you know, the additional content that it keeps putting out is good and you know, it keeps the game going for you know years, I guess, after yeah. it's released. I can't remember. Did we play the DLC of Moving Out? Do you know if we played it? <laughs> well, that's a callback. He did. I'm just going to ign- ignore that. Um, this is a DLC podcast, and you're telling me that you haven't played the DLC. Did he? Oh, this is yeah. Say, oh, see, I, I probably should have. We probably should have talk, spoken about this earlier, and then like listened to it back. Um, do you remember if he <laughs> said all the all the levels that we were gonna that we played would be in the launch? I think that that was the idea, but yeah. the build we played was still pretty early, so yeah. there's always a chance that uh, some of those might not make the cut. I reckon we played what probably twelve to fifteen different levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a there was a fair few, and yeah. like yeah, considering it was it was still early days, like an early build, there's a good amount of content that we played. Yeah, there were some that were more, I guess, finished than others. Um, yeah, but yeah, like you don't also it's not just furniture that you have to move. So sometimes, like we did a a farm uh, le- uh, mm. level where you had to move sheep and uh, did we have to move pigs together? Do they Were they two? two yeah, it was like those cows, I think, as well. Yeah. yeah. To like, um, yeah. yeah, so that was kind That's of cool. That's not yeah, a very sort of... nice way to talk about the moving stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that's <laughs> anyway. coming out in 2020. Um, mm. Nearly fucked that up, but... um. I'm keen. I'm very keen for it. Yeah, and they are also it really nicely. I know we confirmed it earlier, uh, but they're actually our officially our uh, made in Australia feature dev game for September. It was going to be August, but then uh, the news of uh, the publisher we sort of um, agreed that we'd push it back into September. Mm. So yeah, we'll definitely. Kieran's going to have a preview written up very soon. Uh, yeah, we're going to have some gameplay up soon. And then we'll hopefully get the interview up soon after that. Good stuff. Jordan. Good stuff. Moving out? Yeah, yay, yay or nay? Yay. Okay, cool. Azza. Yay. Nice. Yay. It, it, looks, it, looks like, it looks like one of those fun little indie games that you can play, that you can play on it would be perfect on a Switch. The perfect. It would um, be great on the Switch game because if your teammate annoys you, you can just throw the Joy-Con at them. Yeah, you, you could just punch them <clears> in the face. <throat> nice. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move into our main topic. Sorry, excuse me. Um, and we're going to talk about our favorite and least favorite DLCs, expansions, and, and season passes or season pass content. Who wants to get going? Because I really have no idea. I do. I think, have I think a... you should start. Okay. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll go with because Kieran was, you know, flexing about how many he had. So. Oh fuck! Yuri's <laughs> <laughs> well, revenge. revenge. Uh, go for it. You're uh, up. What well, should I lead with? With my favorites? Uh, or you can go with one favorite, one. Yeah, I, I reckon one of each at a time. All right, let's do that. Uh, 
one of my favorite DLCs slash expansions uh, is, well, I'm, I'm sure Jordan would probably have this one up there as well, uh, The Witcher 3 Blood and Wine. It's not like I gave um, that a 9.8 or anything. Ex- <laughs> uh, because, yeah, just as far as uh, expansions go, obviously it was, you know, like a whole new area in the game, a whole new storyline, all this cool side content. Like, it was a substantial you know, addition to the game, but I actually like had more fun playing blood and wine than I had playing the main game. So mm, for yeah. sure. Um, and even, even the reworks of the systems were pretty awesome. That's it. Yeah. The, you know, it's one of those, it's, it's obviously not the only game to do it, but it's one of those times when the developers not only added more content, but actually gone back and, and rethought, you know, systems and mechanics and, and kind of just brought everything up to a higher standard than before. So it's a good way to go back to a game is just to have it, you know, spit polished even more. Um, so yeah, that's definitely one of my faves. Good um, choice. Good yeah. choice. Did uh, Zach and Azad, did either of you play The Witcher 3? I've played The Witcher no. 3. Uh, but I not the expansions? Probably put 20-ish hours in, I reckon, I'd guess. Oh, okay. Uh, I've, I mean, I haven't played it for a long time. I've. It's one of those ones where I've, oh yeah, yeah I'll just whack it on and, you know, play <laughs> just over time. No. Yeah. Mm. No. Doesn't work like that. F- fun, no. fact, an RPG. fun fact was, about Blood uh, and Wine. Because I think the one time that I actually did put it back on, it had probably been, what, like a year since yeah, I'd actually played it, and I was like, i got no idea what it is. Oh, it's so easy to get lost. <laughs> uh, so I was like, yeah, now let's just go play some Homefront or Sniper Ghost Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> nice. what's, your, um, what's your fun fact, Jordan? My fun fact about Blood and Wine is, so... I'd actually not really played The Witcher when I did the preview for it. Uh, it was one of those games that I wanted to get and I just hadn't gotten. Uh, and mm. then luckily, a friend of mine actually lent me the game. Uh, but I actually played the base game super hard uh, before I got the review code for Blood and Wine. Only to learn that when it was installed, I could just instantly create a level 34 character and go straight yeah. to Blood and Wine. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Nice. That's excellent. And we got to experience the game, so that's fine. It's true, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, in terms of one of my least favorites, well, it's kind of an all-encompassing answer. Basically, every fucking game from the 360 PS3 era where they cut shit oh, out of the game yeah. and sold it back to you. No, but on-disc DLC, I remember that. On-disc DLC or just content that is so obviously part of the main game. And I think one of the best examples of that is Mass Effect 3. Uh, I can't remember the name of the DLC. Yeah, the entire game. Well, that too. (laughs) The ending, everything. But like right at the very beginning, I think it was called From Ashes. And it had like one of the, essentially one of the main characters. And if you pre-ordered the game, you got it for free. But if you didn't pre-order the game, you had to pay $10 for it. And if you didn't pay $10 for it, you basically missed out on a main character and all of their associated quest lines. Yeah. And it was and a character that was like super important to the lore as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that was kind of bullshit. And that's not, that was almost standard practice at that time as well, especially with, uh, on my EA. So, yeah. Good shout out. Yeah, yeah. Good, good shout EA. out to our friend. Good shout out to our friends, our friends EA. Doing great. Stuff. Big thumbs up. Love EA. Love, love EA. Love them the bits. 
Uh, all right, who wants to go next? I shall. Go for it. I kind of mumbled it at the beginning. Uh, I missed it. So man, my favorite expansion has to be uh, Red Alert 2, Yuri's Revenge. Oh. Ab- just absolutely. 100%. Well, I've it never took... heard you talk about a Command & Conquer game before. Yeah, what... yeah I know. I know. Uh, I'm but, learning but, things but... about you today. Yeah. Oh, we also yeah. Yeah. Well, one on, one on the way. Yeah. Talked about the... Um... So the Sonic thing that Kieran didn't know about last time. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Th- that wow. was Azza, yeah. It was Azza. That was yeah. Azza. Yeah, that's a callback yeah. to like what episode three. Shout out to yeah. episode three. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a vaguely recurring character. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Red Alert DLC. Tell us about it. Red Alert Two Years Revenge. It took a already perfect RTS and it made it even better, and it also made it even more weird, which I which I love. I just absolutely love it. The new faction is like really heaps. It's heaps more like uh, 1960s weird sci-fi. I, I love. I just love it. And the soundtrack is really. Mwah, mwah. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. They nice. take the industrial funk of the original game, and then and then they're like, hmm, what if we were to add space instruments into it? Just that. Just make it more weird and kooky. Let's do that. Love space it's, instruments. It's so good. It's so good. And it's just it's just such a good expansion. It's literally the best RTS ever made. I'll I'll defend I'll stand by that. What about uh Dark Rain? Dark Rain? Dark Rain's pretty good. Yeah. I like Dark Rain. Yeah, Dark Rain's up there. Nice. I understood that reference. What about Command and Conquer Rivals? Uh Alright. Here's one for you. What about Z? Yep. Or Z, how do you want to say it? Z. I don't think I played Z. Are you even an RTS fan? Wow. No. Well, Didn't obviously, know. it's not as good as Red Alert, so... Yeah, exactly. The opening, as as um, the opening cinematic is probably just worth worth the game itself. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's an endorsement or an indictment. Yeah, well, <laughs> you have to take the plunge. I, I wonder how much is on Steam. Um... It's actually seven dollars US. Uh, the other game I was going to say is KKND. Mm, no, nah. rings a bell, but I don't oh, think kill, I played it. Kill, kill, crush, and destroy. Oh no! Yes, I do remember that game. Zach yeah. doesn't play an RTS unless it's just like a jumble of letters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Apparently, CNC isn't enough for him. Yeah, kill, crush, and destroy. I used to play RTS all the time, mate. Just yeah, wanted to same. know that. So I'm yeah yeah. Good stuff. Check out Z. Thumb, you get a you get a thumbs up. Thank you. Do I do I get a whatever it was? No, you don't. No, you don't get a chef kiss. Damn it! All right. Uh, did you say no? What's your least one of your least favorites? Least favorites. I think I think it was already covered. Like that period okay. where you that period where they just took parts of the game and sold it. As DLC. Yeah, sorry, I fucked that but up. What I what I think is a bad example of that is I think one of the ones that came with Bioshock Two. I believe there was a lot of controversy back then with that having on lots of on-disc DLC, which is yeah. a shame because I think the second expansion pack that came out for it, Minerva's, was, Den, Minerva's was Den, amazing. Minerva's Den was amazing. Yeah, but yeah, everything else was shit yeah. or like just frustrating. It's it's also a big one for tacked-on multiplayer as well. Yeah. You remember that? And now, oh, yeah. now, now multiplayer games have tacked on single player. Ugh. How about that shit? 
Yeah, attacked on multiplayer. That's uh did anyone of you guys play uh the Uncharted Four multiplayer? <laughs> no. <laughs> Tried to. That was a that's a classic example of attacked on multiplayer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what multiplayer was surprisingly good though? The last what of us multiplayer. Are you gonna say that? I was yeah. Fuck no. I hated that multiplayer. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, Is it because you were bad at it, or no? It's because I had to play The Last of Us to get to it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, I think no. I think I knew that that you didn't like The Last of Us. I didn't and... know Last of Us was a game. I thought it was a walking simulator. <laughs> Is it because... <laughs> Kieran, did you not like The Last of Us? Because I don't hate new... The Last of Us. I enjoyed playing it. It's just not it. He hated it. Well, that's a that's another episode. But the, the question is, is would episode. you have enjoyed it more if Joel was more of a hunk? How could he possibly be more of a hunk? Johnny, what if he was shirtless the, like the entire time? Oh, what if okay. he was shirtless and in jorts the entire time? <laughs> oh. Wait, what is it? What is Naughty Dog just making um, a new Crash see? Bandicoot now? <laughs> uh, what is, aren't, you, uh, aren't you glad that I checked my levels before with that laugh? <laughs> I am, yeah. yeah. Um, Although... Can you imagine if there's a Crash Bandicoot skin for Joel? In- <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I would look at that and I would See, say... Whoa. This is why The Last of Us needs to be on PC, so that can happen. <laughs> <laughs> Although, would it be better if L was just, like, a smaller Joel? Like, the Joel model, <laughs> but, <Yeah>. like, squashed. <laughs> <laughs> that, should be a, that should just be another podcast topic. You know, best mod ideas. Actually, that's a very good idea. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, and then we hire someone to just do them all. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they're all going to be like around jorts, so. Yeah, what's wrong with and that? Just people, and just smaller versions of people as other yeah. people. <laughs> uh, Jordan. Jordan, your right. favourite. So I am actually not going to do the expected. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about Dark Souls or Bloodborne DLC this time. Oh, well, um, that was the expected. I'm actually going to put one of my favorites up there as the Elder Scrolls for Oblivion, the Shivering Isles. Yes. That is no, just... not, not Not the horse armor DLC? Oh, I mean, look, nothing compares to it. It's just perfect. So it's unfair for me to say it. That's fair. Right. Yeah, the Shivering Isles is just so good. I actually prefer the visual style of Oblivion to Skyrim. Just because I, I find the colors much more interesting. Absolutely. And the Shivering Isles just kicks it up a notch. Especially with the whole uh, Mania and Bliss mechanic. That was just... Yeah. Uh, it's so good. Uh, I think I might yeah. launch Oblivion right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it was actually one of the first proper DLC expansions I ever played, really. Because I was really young when that came out. Yeah, as far as, like, the console crowd goes, it was, like, one of the earliest big examples. Yeah, and I remember getting it because I played a little bit of Oblivion. I was like, oh, man, I really want to get this. And I could never find it for cheap. It was always really expensive. And then I went to a Kmart uh, where it was, like, the grand opening, and I found the Game of the Year edition with all the DLC uh, for $6. So Amazing. I was like, really? Beautiful. And so I had a lovely, I'd probably say maybe... Four to five hundred hours in that. Sick. Best six bucks I ever spent. Very nice. nice. You want to know what the what, best uh, six bucks I ever spent was? Sure. Yes. 
Wait, is it is oh, this good. gonna oh, is this gonna oh, turn good. into why you're pregnant or? <laughs> it could be. <laughs> um, but no, I once got a big box copy of Tribes Two on PC for six dollars and a salvos. Nice. Yeah. I'm real proud of that. That's better than six one dollar hamburgers from Macca's. <laughs> no, it's not. But let's not <laughs> yeah, kid like. ourselves. No, it's not. Macca's hamburgers are gross. No. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but they're a no. dollar. It's like the best no. thing they have on the menu. Wouldn't even pay. A, you couldn't even pay me a dollar to eat it. You can no. no. Although, no. What if I you paid you? Me dead in, in the eye. My you body is a devil. In, they're so simple and small. You can carry them <laughs> around in your pocket and eat them at any time. Wait, are you describing you Zach look- or? Yeah. <laughs> you can't look me dead in the eye and tell me that the barbecue bacon Angus isn't the greatest thing in the world. I can definitely do that. Well, then you're wrong. I'm sorry. Well. Sorry, but you're wrong. Okay. I bet you if Mate. McDonald's had a troll on our burger, Zach would buy it every he hour. Is next week's, well, not next week's, but another topic for another time. Best burger DLC. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> what would you get on the burger that you wouldn't normally get on it? That's oh. a toughie. That's a toughie. We'll have to remember that. Maybe nice. an April Fool. Maybe an April Fool's Day podcast. <laughs> In before where... EA sells you the burger, like. Yeah, well, that's sort of what I um, got the idea from. Sorry, Uh, I ruined it. (laughs) You did. There's been a lot of uh, explaining tonight. I I like that, you know. Uh, Jordan, your least favourite. My least favourite? Or did you say you're the least favourite? I'd probably have to say Destiny 2 Curse of Osiris. Uh, There's nothing good that I can say about that expansion. It is just terrible. Mm. That was going to be that, that. That that was on my list of potentials, but I don't quite remember. But I do recall there was a, a Destiny two, or Destiny expansion, and I was like, eh. That sort probably of would have been the Dark Below because I don't. Th- Did you play Destiny two a lot? Um. Again, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> I think it would have been Destiny one. Did I play a game? Don't know. <laughs> um. No, definitely. I played Destiny one a a lot. Uh, Destiny 2, I played it for a bit at the start. But yeah, no, nowhere near as much as um, Destiny 1. So yeah. I reckon it's a so Destiny. Destiny 2 is the worst DLC? <laughs> yeah. 100%. Uh, Alright, me. Um, Alright, I've got a few here. I've actually, now that I've been thinking about it, I'm going to go with a pretty simple one that I think I've spent, no, I can't talk, mentioned before. Uh, that would be the Dishonored DLC. So oh, I do miss yeah. the overcooked one, to be honest. <laughs> oh, I didn't actually even think about that. How dumb is that? <laughs> is that because you don't know if you've played it or not? Or True. But that's it. How did I not even think about that? Um, <laughs> um, no, the two story-driven uh, DLC, so I guess the two of the season pass uh, content pieces, are the Knife of Dunwall and the Brigmore Witches, which followed the uh, the story of Dowd, I believe his his name was, um, which is yeah, sort of if you if you haven't played Dishonored one and you don't want to hear the spoilers, maybe pause for like the next ten seconds. But yeah, ba- basically it's pause. the guy. That's pause. A good <laughs> sorry, Skip just press no. play and hear the spoiler in so, ten seconds. <laughs> cover your ears, sorry. Um, but Dowd is the antagonist, so he's the other guy that sort of that gets Corvo in trouble. Uh, but yeah, so it, it was done from the... The DLC was from the uh, from the viewpoint of Dowd and how all that went down, and it's, yeah, it's very, very, very cool. But I did love that game more than any other game in that generation, so... Um, yeah. Yeah, That's has fair. anybody else played that? I feel like Kieran's played it. 
Yeah, I definitely. I don't really, to be honest, I don't remember too much of the mm. the DLCs. But I um I think I played like the game and the DLCs all in one go. So okay. Um yeah, yeah so good. Yeah, that game like, is just awesome. all of it. Yeah, yeah. I think that would nearly have. There was someone on Twitter ages ago asking what 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 your favorite level was. Um, and maybe we can keep this for another topic another time. But um. One of the levels in Dishonored would definitely be one of my favorite. Mm. Up there, one of my favorite levels. There's two. There's the um, the like the brothel. Um, of course. And, then the, and, then like, and like the house party. Yeah, I was gonna say the party one. Is yeah, definitely up cool. there. Uh, least favorite DLC. I'm actually having trouble thinking of any, but one that did come to mind uh, was the expansion for the crew, uh, calling all units. Um, which is where they add uh, police, police-themed sort of content to it. Uh, and I'm just going over my review here, but I gave it a five out of ten. Um, uh, yeah, I do. I do recall not really enjoying it whatsoever. Uh, I think I, I've written here that it's got repetitious mission design, uh, tedious progression system, and a terrible narrative. Um, and there's in some... a car game. Yeah, I know, right? We've already the established the idea. That... The idea was really nice, but it just wasn't. No, it was terrible. Put, it just wasn't done yeah. very well. It wasn't very good at all. Um, all right, so Kieran, next one for you. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, I think in keeping with uh, a theme that sort of Azo and Jordan established, where some of the best DLC expansions are the ones that take the base game and just make it a little bit more weird just take a few liberties with the the regular game content um i think red dead redemption undead nightmare yeah that one was that, sick where it was it that was just good. took an otherwise pretty serious western epic and went here's fucking zombies deal with that yeah. in the wild west which is already a great combination so yeah uh i remember it being hard as balls but uh I definitely had a lot of a lot of fun with Under Nightmare, but balls aren't hard though. I've not well, played it. They're very really? soft. No, I've not played it's Red a... Dead One, um... and Red Dead Two is still sealed. So you've not played Red Dead at all. No, you could have just said that. I could have. Could have played Under Nightmare standalone. You know what? I haven't played the expansion to Red Dead, or Red Dead, or Red Dead Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, couldn't you buy Under Nightmare standalone? You could. That's the other cool thing. You could just buy Undead Nightmare and play that without having to play the main game if you just didn't care about cowboys that didn't deal with zombies on a day-to-day basis. So, yeah, that was awesome. I liked it. Um, all right. Do you have another least, another one that you didn't like? or you just... uh, Yeah, I don't know how many, or if any of you guys played uh, Azura's Wrath, which is probably just another example of what we're talking about with last gen in general hmm. um jordan maybe did you i played a little bit of it a little bit of it yeah i, um, I remember it being a game that i'd never understood yeah yeah i like that about that game yeah um i think there's parts of that game that people didn't like where the fact that it was just like an uber short very anime game where you just press the punch button a lot until the end um but the annoying thing about Azura's Wrath, as much as I liked it, was that you couldn't fight the last boss without buying the DLC. 
Oh, so that that's a uh, that's rough. The game kind of had an ending, but it's like one of those endings where it's like, oh, but it's not really the ending, and you know, credits roll. But here's another boss. Continue and get the actual ending. But in this case, you had to pay. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Probably like, you know, seven to ten dollars to get that bit after the credits. So, oh yeah, that yeah, that sucked. Um, and that whole practice sucked again. That 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 was a dark time for all of us. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Pigaza, you're up. All right. Uh, another one I liked was. Mm. Ooh. Someone can Struggle. jump in if you want. Struggle Town. Struggle Town. Jordan, do you have one ready to go? Uh, uh yeah, I, I I can jump in. Uh, I will go with Warframe Fortuna. Ooh. Ooh. This was one of the bigger expansions that Warframe's ever seen, and they just one of my favorite things that Digital Extremes does with Warframe is uh, when they make these big expansions, they make it fit everyone. So there's stuff for people who are at the end game to do, and then there's stuff for people who are at the beginning of the game to do, and it's just it's really well designed, and there's just a lot of things like the animal conservation, uh, the rolling bounties. Uh, the factions that you have to grind out, uh, the the orb mother dungeon like bosses. It's just, it's so well done, and it really every time I look at it, it kind of just shocks me that Warframe is a free game because it consistently pushes out stuff like this when retail games struggle to push out stuff like that as a normal release. Mm. Is it is the DLC free? Yeah, everything in Warframe is free. That's pretty in terms dope. Of content. Yeah, it's it's really awesome. Uh, and then in terms of DLC I didn't like, I think I might have to go for... Drum roll, please. Uh, this is a bit of a... I probably have to go for Dark Souls 3, Ashes of Ariandel. You said you weren't going to do that. That was no, before. No, forget, for, oh, that, oh, yes, that, that's right. Firstly, I said yet. Oh, yes, and secondly, right. I meant for like my favorite DLCs because otherwise it's unfair that it's just going to be consumed. Curses! But... You got me with fine print. <laughs> you got me with fine print. Um, but yeah, it the DLC isn't exactly bad. It's just it's more or less a straight line and really short, which is kind of against what Dark Souls normally is. Um, you know, there's only one proper you know boss you have to fight in that game and admittedly the boss fight is awesome but there's just there's nothing and you know it, i felt like i was ripped off for my time when i beat it all Oof. so yeah Oof. nice that's the only thing worse than being ripped off for your money is is your time you, you can't you can always get more money you can't get more time that's it exactly. that's deep it's very deep uh, as have you got one um, I do. Uh, Far Cry Three: Blood Dragon. That was yeah. Really oh, I didn't yes. think of that. So good. Yeah, I was wondering when someone's going to say that. I've not played it, but people I've spoken to, I think Kieran's also said, but yeah, uh, they loved it. I know that big yeah, old yeah, huge Dylan. Huge shout out to Dylan. Yeah, uh, shout he's out to Dylan. A big, big fan. Mm. Our boy. Yeah, it's just a huge piss take of eighties media, and I love it. Yeah. My favorite part so has good. to be when you're when you're riding the di- when you're riding the laser dinosaur, <laughs> the and he's dragon. telling you how much he loves you, and shooting people yeah. while the Rocky Four soundtrack plays. That's <laughs> yeah. great. That's great. It's just so self-aware. Yeah. 
Brilliant. Cool. Uh, do you have a disappointment or a disappointment? Um, it's alright if you don't. Well, there, well the DLC, definitely... the DLC for my life has been a bit disappointing, to be honest. Does your does your up, upcoming yeah. child count as DLC? Or? Yeah, yeah. Like this, con- these content packs where I keep getting sick, and oh. I, don't, I don't think they're very good storylines, to be perfectly no. honest. They, they don't really fit with my narrative. They're so expensive. I know. I know. But hey, I've heard the um, I've heard that uh, the American version of that particular expansion is pretty expensive. Uh, I've heard that like regional that. differences made them yeah. make them a uh, crank up the price nice. for that. So I might jump in now. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite ones is The Last of Us Left Behind. Yeah, Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, that was. I part of me thinks that that's actually better than the game. Than the I, main game. I think you're right. Yeah, I really enjoyed. I, I would, I'll go with that. Yeah, I I enjoyed both. Um, I'm not sure if it's because Left Behind's just shorter, so it was sort of a bit more. Uh, you know, it was more impactful in such a shorter period. Mm. Um, I think it was just shorter and a nice change of pace yeah. in terms of like the story direction. Mm. But yeah, so that would be one of the uh, one of my faves. Uh, a disappointment. I don't really have a singular disappointment, but I know that uh, the way that Evolve did their DLC. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I wasn't Ooh, yeah. a huge fan of the game, but like, I thought it was going to be quite fun to play with uh, friends and stuff. So I, I grabbed a copy, but I just remember there being so much DLC, and I was just like, I think I remember reading somewhere it like it launched with eighty-one pieces yeah, of DLC, it was oh my God. something what? absurd, yeah, and I was just. That's that's and, bad. And I was like, yeah, like because I, I, I kind of wanted more skins or guns or whatever it was. I can't remember like exactly what it was or, but yeah. And I was just like, there's so much DLC here. What the actual fuck? Mm. So that's there. Yeah, so that would be one of mine. Who's got some more favorites? We might jump through a couple more very quickly. Yeah, I've got like a, still a decent list here, but um, <laughs> one that I one that I did want to mention uh that i hope you'll consider counts as dlc uh but zach did you ever play sonic and knuckles uh is that dlc it's yeah it's a standalone game but the the cartridge for sonic and knuckles could be joined into the cartridge for sonic 2 or sonic 3 i remember that i I played sonic and knuckles yeah yeah so you could play knuckles in the older games I don't remember uh, that, no. That's actually one of the first examples of, quote, like expansion packs or DLC for consoles. Yeah, yeah. So it literally added content to, mm-hmm. to older games by... by Sega were ahead of their time. Together. Yeah. So that was a very, very cool. And I like it. And that's... Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. cool. Uh, a disappointment or we running low? Um, no, I, I do have one other disappointment. And that's any Dead or Alive game. And the you know, $500 worth of costumes that you yeah. can buy yeah. in any of those are you te- games. Are you I telling, think... are you telling me that you don't think the DLC for Beat Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball is the best? <laughs> oh, no, that's really good because it's got the skimpiest <laughs> outfits. But, um, like, even the even the most recent one, so Dead or Alive 6, like, that hasn't even had a chance to do its full DLC run yet. And they've got two $130 season passes. And like another like three forty dollar costume collections, which add like one extra costume to everybody's yeah, everybody on the control. roster. You could the one, 
one thing that you I don't spend, yeah yeah I, I I don't recall it being overbearing in the game though. It's not. It's just like. It's it's obviously it's only there if you really 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 care about getting all the costumes for this fighting game. Mm. But it's just, just the fact that it exists in the format that it does just feels wrong. Yeah. Especially when you consider older Zero Alive games had a decent amount of costumes that you could unlock naturally. Yep. And 6 is definitely better than 5 was in that regard, but it's still like... Yeah. It's just... So would you say it feels like it's compromising almost? <laughs> yes. Yes, Jordan. <laughs> no, I, I just mean like compromising in terms of the design of older Zero Alive games. But yes. Sure, take it that way. <laughs> um, anyone else got any more faves? No. Uh, am I allowed to do Dark Souls or Bloodborne? Sure. Okay, Bloodborne and the Old Hunters. One of my favorite expansions ever. Do we give that 9.7? Uh, something like yeah. that, yeah. I think I give it a 9.8, yeah. That's a pretty universal um, thing that everyone loves that DLC. That's awfully specific. Yeah. It is, it is just such a good expansion. And in terms of ones that I was disappointed by, DLC, that... Stupid variety pack thing that Activision did with Modern Warfare Remastered. Don't know what that where, was. Well, basically what happened was a remaster normally comes with all the DLC that was a, re- a release for the game. Mm. But they didn't do that. They resold the DLC for like 150% more than it was originally worth. Nice. That's, that's amazing. How good is I'm business? impressed yeah. by that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something. Hmm. Uh, Azza, you got one? Um, no, right. not really. Because I got a few more as well. Mm, no, not really. So, all right, another one for me would be the the two single player DLCs that came from the Evil Within season pass. I'm not sure if, oh, if I didn't you guys... play those. Yeah, so there's the DLC. Sorry, the season pass comes with. It. I think it was actually, I think it was like twenty five bucks or something like that, and it came with mm. yeah two like four to five hour single player bits um, and another um, uh, like little other mode thingy, which I didn't actually ever play. Uh, But yeah, the two uh, single player ones were very cool. You you actually got to play as uh, Kidman. The... um, Nicole? (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for that. The the female protagonist, I guess. Um, Yeah, I think think it's sort of... Similar in the way that the Dishonored one is, so you you sort of play as Kidman as uh, Sebastian's doing his thing. Um, yeah, it's just heap. It's 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 very cool how it all sort of ties in. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, very in terms cool. of a bad DLC, I don't really have another one, but I do recall being disappointed by the Metro Last Light season pass, which I bought. Mm. The most disappointing passes about... in general are just yeah, not not my cup of tea. The shittiest part about Metro Last Light's DLC is that they made you pay for Ranger Mode. Did they? Yeah, that was yeah, that was, yeah. That was I didn't. That was oh, great. no, because I bought the Ranger Edition. That's why. Yeah, exactly. You could get it that way or you, you could buy shill. it separately. But no, you know, didn't you get it when you unlock the game? Oh, when you unlock the game. When you finish the game? <laughs> yeah, when you buy the <laughs> game. I don't know. Nah. No, you didn't. Really? Are you sure? Yeah, they, I'm sure. Are, are you sure that they didn't change that? I remember no, I think they. I, I think... played Last Light on my Mac like an idiot. I think they backtracked like, on it, actually. You might be right about that part. Yeah, I, I, yeah they I might like have backtracked. They, I feel like but... they, they, yeah, they made it unlockable or something. I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, but mm. that um, I I bought the uh, I bought, I bought that that DLC thinking there'd be heaps of like story stuff, but it was more it was just sort of um, modes and stuff. Yeah, uh, which is a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Um, and uh, Kieran, you got more? Far off one or two more. Uh, very quickly. I I thought we were wrapping up, so I closed okay. the document. I hadn't saved it. <laughs> I'll just I'll just give an honorable mention for least favorite that phase where games had online passes oh, that you had to pay for when you the best pre owned version of it. <laughs> yeah, how, how are we going to combat yeah. the pre owned market? That's pretty good. And the pre owned <laughs> market was never seen again. Um, the only other one I had sort of that I was confident in saying is that actually the the DLC the uh, single player DLC for Watch Dogs One. As a good I think it's called Bad Blood. Yeah, I think I actually preferred it more than the game, than the because you you played as. I should look it up. Uh, T Bone is that his name? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, nice. was, that was quite cool. I was, however, disappointed though uh, that you only sort of got the one DLC, and it was like you know thirty bucks for that season mm. pass. But then you know you go, uh, you look at like The Last of Us, uh, sorry, The Evil Within, or mm. Dishonored, and you know you get two or three uh, yeah. pieces of content. Uh, all right, so let's quickly let's talk about some news very quickly because Azza does have to jump off very soon. What have we got here? Uh, who wants to, who added this? Because I have not read this. Hmm. This is the first oh, one. These, Some devs share what games they like revived on like Switch. Revived on the Switch, and that could be a nice. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a nice little topic. Uh, what what they've included is Jazz Anderson, the game director for The Darkness, which is a real real good game, real good game, great game. Uh, he wants he wants a Bubble Bubble to be remade for the Switch, which I I like. That's good. I like I love Bubble Bubble, love it to bits, um, and the art director for Donkey Kong sixty four, uh, Mark Stevenson, he obviously wants Donkey Kong Country two to be remade after seeing the uh, Unity uh, fan made Unity Engine remake. Which, oh, I saw that, which looks absolutely absolutely incredible. Yeah, that looked gorgeous. It's absolutely good. Um. Davide Soliani, the creative director for Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, uh, he wants to play Metroid again. Yeah, I, like I the s- first game, the N- the original NES game. That would be nice. I'd like that. Um, Alex Hutchinson, the creative director of Far Cry Four, wants Balloon Fight, which is a franchise I've not heard about in years. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, 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 it was one of those hit games on the was it the NES Mini? Yeah, the NES. <laughs> but yeah, apart but apart from Smash Brothers, I never really hear much about it. Um, the creative director of Watch Dogs Two, Patrick Plorde, Plorde, Plorde. It, it's it's weird. Anyway, he wants a game that probably nobody's ever thought about since it came out, which is a N sixty four game called Ogre Battle sixty four. <laughs> Ogre it battle. did come, yeah. It did come never out on the Wii Virtual. Yeah, it's that's fair. I've never played it, but yeah, it's a it's a. Uh, oh god, I'd have to. I don't wait. think I've even played like the yeah. first sixty three Ogre Battles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it came out on the Wii Virtual Console back in the day, but it hasn't gotten any any love since. And I'd agree with him. I think it would be that'd be nice. Uh, Grant Kirkhope. I don't think he needs any introduction. Um. But in case you're 
a scrub, scrub. He composed the Banjo Kazooie soundtrack and a whole bunch of other soundtracks. And he Pinata, which is more important. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And he wants Link to the Past, which is a really good game. I think it is the best Zelda game. I'd say it's my I'll second fight you fave. for that, but Ocarina of Time hasn't aged as well as you think it has. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about Ocarina. Talking about Majora's. Ah, man of taste. I see. Excellent. Uh, designer of Perfect Dark wants get Goldeneye back. Again. Uh, J- James Mielke, Mielke, the creative director of Jupiter and Mars, wants guys of, wants uh, Fantasy Star Online to come to the Switch, which would be an interesting choice considering that game is one of the earliest MM- one of the. It's a Dreamcast MMO, I think. Yeah, yeah, Dreamcast MMO. Uh, the designer of. What? Surprise, Overcooked, Phil Duncan, one of the designers on Overcooked, uh, wants Star Fox 64 back. Like, again. <laughs> nice. We tried that. It was Star Fox Zero. It was all right. Best Star Fox game. <sighs> I'm going to hurt you in a minute. <laughs> right. Robin Beanland, the composer of the Sea of Thieves soundtrack. Uh, he likes Tetrisphere. Uh, Ted oh. Timmons, designer of Fable 2, wants Donkey Kong. And Steve Males, Males uh, char- character designer for Banjo Kazooie, Donkey Kong Country, two very old railway games. He wants a. Panel de Pon remaster, which is a very, very cute puzzle game. Very, very cute puzzle game. As for what so, I'd want back, I want uh, I want Mario Kart Double Dash to get a remaster. Yeah. Because that would be perfect for the Switch. Like, absolute, absolutely perfect. Awesome. Yeah, that was that. Was that. Yeah, I'd <laughs> that was just maybe. me listing off a bunch of stuff. I, I'd, I'd probably maybe uh, an Ocarina remaster or touch up for the Switch would be nice. Mm. The 3DS one isn't enough for you, you greedy oh, bastard. I hate playing my 3DS. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah. All right. That was uh, if you wanted to hear that list again. Uh, <laughs> that was on uh, <laughs> videogameschronicle.com. Uh, is where we found that uh, list. Uh, the other bit of news we've got here is that Borderland, the Borderlands, okay, spell that. The Borderlands Three writer uh, is interested in making a sequel to Tales from the Borderlands. Uh, that is, was a sequel. That, a sequel that isn't Borderlands Three. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so this is on Games Radar. If you want to check that out, but uh, the writer Sam Winkler. Uh, I'm not sure if he's related to Henry at all. Uh, he has confirmed in a recent interview that he's a big fan of episodic, oh, sorry, of the episodic game. Uh, and though the interview was conducted before the news broke that uh, Telltale's Telltale Games is returning, um, yeah, uh, he's keen to see Tales from the Borderlands come back. Has anybody else played played that? Yeah. Yes. Uh, outside of, of the Wolf Among Us, it's one of Telltale's best. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's fantastic. Honestly, I think it's where Borderlands humor hit the best. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Nice. Uh, all right. Uh, in other news, uh, excuse me. Uh, last week, I, I'm sure all three of you saw. Uh, I know that. I think I think two of you either tagged me or sh- shared the article to me. <laughs> Uh, is that a new Resident Evil project is coming. It's called Project 
resistance, I think it was. Um, Correct. <clears throat> and what some uh, clever people have done is that so when they announced this news, um, I think they said that there was going to be a live stream um, at Tokyo Game Show. Um, I believe that's what ah. it said. Um, and what people have done is they've put the live stream link into like a thumbnail grabber site ah. and they've actually um, got, they got uh, screenshots or whatever from that. So that very clever. Yeah, I would never have thought to do that. That's you know, clever clogs. Um, what I mean, from what I can, what you can tell from the, the images, there's four uh, four individual characters here. So it looks like it's some sort of four player. It's left um, for dead. Game. It, so whether it's it's, it's, like, it's left for dead. It's left for dead. I was hoping it would be sort of a bit more like Outbreak. Did you did you did it, anyone ever play that? No, no, unfortunately. So Outbreak was like. Do you know what Outbreak is? Yeah, a game. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, so for those who don't, who don't know, uh, Outbreak is like the online but not online um, Resident Evil game that sort of existed back on the PS2. And there were two of them, and they were really, really cool. They're probably the best Resident Evil games that aren't in the mainline series, I reckon. And even they, wow. e- even even then, they're better than than some of the mainline games, which isn't very hard considering that five and six exist. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 keen to see what this is. There's going to be a full reveal. Let me find the date for you. I think it's September 9th. I read. Uh, let me just confirm that. Oh uh, yeah, so September 9th. Uh, don't know what time in Australia, but uh, let me just do a quick conversion for you. So September 9th. At, okay, so it looks like it'll be September 10th at 1 a.m. Um, so. If you want to stay up and watch that, you can. Uh, in other quick news, uh, id Software co-founder says no to making laws against crunch. Um, this is on PlayStationLifestyle.net. And John Carmack, who is a id Software... I've got it. Co-founder. He, yeah, he was one of the big guys who designed <laughs> uh, the original Doom. Yeah. Does anyone have, have the article? Because I've, I've got to disable my, ad, yeah, my yeah, yeah. ad blocker. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's all good. I've got to back up if you want. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay, he, go ahead. Yeah. Go oh, ahead. well, no. Well, if someone wants to talk about it, they can. All right. Well, he, he says there's some serious debate about it being uh, laws to go against crunch. Some people despise that about the industry that no one should work that hard, and there are people that think that that think there literally should always should be laws to prevent people from working that hard. I always had to argue against that. There is a power to obsession and being able to obsess over something your life's work instead of uh, work-life balance it's your life's work which doesn't really explain anything he's just saying you know i don't think that there should be laws against crunch which isn't the best looks given how much uh given how much recoil the industry is having to crunch right now Mm. um there are no easy answers. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one because it probably depends on how it's all. Excuse me, how it all works. Like, don't don't they? Um, as in, sorry, would crunch be considered overtime? Like, do people get paid overtime? Um, no. Uh, most of the time in publisher, especially if you work for a publisher, the crunch will be in your contract. Like, you'll be expected to do that. Yeah. Like, publishers will actually um, yeah. rely. They'll they'll count 
on working people overtime in those last in those last months and some and and most of the time they're not they're not being paid overtime they're like perpetuate a culture as well where it's where yeah, it's expected you feel yeah. like you're you're a bad employee for not doing it yeah of course that's not the case in an indie in an indie team like for example crunch crunch isn't actually a bad idea like when it's when it's a team small team coming together and saying yeah let's do it let's let's smash this out we can do it but when it's like execs in suits doing yeah. cocaine on their Lamborghinis, like, oh no, we can't, we can't delay it again. The investors are, the investors are, the investors won't like it. Go tell okay. Jimmy to work extra overtime. Can you do the rest of the podcast in this this thing you're doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, it it hurts too much. <laughs> it hurts. Should it really matter though if it's indie or not? Like, shouldn't there be just be no? Crunch? Well, if it's when it's when it becomes a conscious choice made by a collective of people, not when it's forced upon you. Yeah. And those people have some sort of financial gain, like a mm. reward of some kind for that for working that hard. So you think that all indie st- studios wouldn't be none of it would be, be forced? Well, of course not, but it's less likely to be a thing forced upon them by the higher ups and something that a smaller team will agree upon when the time comes. I know I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate here, but is, is that sort of... Um, I'm trying to frame this without seeming like a huge asshole. But, it, but is that sort of... That is one thing, but is that sort of the risk you take for taking a job at, say, like a rock star, for example? It is a risk you take, but it shouldn't be a you risk know, you know, so take. it's like... And, yeah, and I'm, I'm just putting this out there. Just, But, you know, if you want to... Uh, you know, let's just say I'm some big high-flying executive and I go to old mate who... And I go, well, if you want to work nine to five, go start your own indie studio. Mm. For, uh, for example, you know, but if you want to work at Rockstar, work on the best titles, um, you know, you know, you need... You know, I'm not saying that's right, but I'm just saying that there yeah. is that sort of... Um, well, that's... Yeah. But if, if you're going down that path, then you could also say the other awful things that happen in game development, which I'm not going to talk about right now, but I'm pretty sure Kieran knows. Mm. The other awful things that happen amongst game development is another risk you yeah. take, and it shouldn't be a risk that happens. Mm. Yeah, I think like the big thing about like what you're saying, Zach, about crunch is just like a lot of... Obviously, game development is so much of like a, a passion thing, and the you know young people especially that want to get into these studios will will do anything to to get there and the execs mm. know that so it's 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 exploitative at at, at a very base level yeah and and the, and the other thing um sort of to touch on and this is what i've sort of sort of gathered from talking to aussie devs for our segment um but uh indie devs fund themselves so mm. if they don't you know if they don't ship a game in this amount of time the money's run out you know there is no publisher that funds it you know or maybe there's not a yeah. publisher yeah whereas you know when you're working for a, a big old mate um yeah as yeah. a don't you start talking about buddy hurry it up mate i was trying to get you to hurry up your little list oh yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i lo- i like lists no. okay no, no. All right, all right, so let's move on from that because we could go on for... Sounds like you're yeah. enforcing crunch yeah. right now. I am now. crunching. Yeah, um, let's crunch this podcast Let's crunch out. the rest of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, very quickly. Uh, so Don't make Cyber, me unionize, Cyberpunk Zach. Don't make me get everyone else unionized. Uh, has <laughs> cut all the third-person content, sorry, cut scenes. Um, 
Wait, what? No, I think I misread that. You've just... Okay, so, <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 will pretty much cut, be entirely in the first person. Cut all cutscenes. Which is excellent. I did say that. Yeah. No, you said, you said they cut you the You said it in the most convoluted content. way. Yeah, I did. I, I fucked up. <laughs> but yeah, uh, people are pretty upset about this, which Why? is kind of stupid. Why? People, people are dumb. Is this because it's you can't just... see your character in the, in the third person? Is that what? Yeah. Like, that's sort of how I'm taking it? Yeah, but just people are just. Yeah, upset. but like, you know, if you make a character, you want to. I don't know. Maybe people. Well, I you, think you, you I can th- see your character in happening. the inventory screen. What I think. <laughs> what um, I think is happening is that. Uh, <laughs> is that the, this is coming straight out of the. um? You won't be able to tick a male or female box. And people got upset about that. But they don't want to admit that they're being mad at a game out of stupid reasons. So they'll go, oh, no, it's actually, it's actually this thing. It's actually a whole bunch of things. They'll start poking holes in it. This is what happened. This is mm. what happened. This is what's happening right now with Pokemon Sword and Shield. Like it's okay to not like the game anymore because you can't have Typhlosion. It's fine. Like that's okay. You don't have to pick holes in a game to find a reason not to like it anymore. Yeah. Isn't isn't that what gamers do? Yes, it is. Yeah. Nice. All right, the last bit of news that Jordan wants to talk about is something to do with Monster Hunter. How surprising. You believe it or not, I like Monster Hunter. Now, uh, Capcom just briefly talk about uh, what the next generation could mean for Monster Hunter in like a new Monster Hunter game. Uh, they more or less just say it's not entirely uh, a matter of the graphics will look better, but it's just the game can become a little bit more complex as the hardware starts to catch up with the rest of the tech industry. So it'll be interesting to see how Monster Hunter goes with the next generation platforms because uh, as far as like the way Monster Hunter World works, it actually does a lot, especially with its animations. So I'll be really interested to see what they do with the more powerful hardware. I'm going to make a big call. No, yeah? PS6, a PS6, PS5. <laughs> that's um, a big fucking. Oh, that's, that's that's long term. <laughs> the future. new Monster Hunter game is going to be. Uh, it'll be it'll be born from the ashes of Deep Down. Ooh, actually, that's not a bad call. Yeah, Ooh. like that. That's a good call. That that is actually not a bad Monster call. Monster Hunter Deep Born. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. right, let's quickly talk about some off-topic stuff very quickly. Has anybody yeah. done anything with their life that they want to share? Anybody uh, seen I'm anything? Going, I'm going to Japan in a couple of weeks. Oh, very nice. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, for so the Rugby World J- Cup. That's going to be cool. You're not going for TGS? Wait, what? Um, I, I was going. I was going to go to TGS, but I didn't get a. I didn't end up getting a press pass. And if I went with everyone else, it would be like thousands and thousands of people. And did you, I, even, uh, did you even ask for a press pass? Yeah, I did. They, they're really strict. They're, they're really strict when it comes to press passes. Didn't even tell me. No, oh, I'm sorry. I was so trying to, to do like it all myself. Of... Hmm. I was trying to do it all myself. I was trying to be a big kid. Um. Cool. Uh, anybody done anything else? Uh, I finished watching or catching up on an anime called Fruits Basket, which is a remake of. Yeah. I think it's a. It's a classic. 2007, is Georgie it? Georgie loves yeah, Fruit Basket. Fruits Basket. Ah, uh, it's so good. It's so good. And then after I caught up on that, I started actually watching Cells at Work, which is just so good. How good is that? Ah, uh, it's it's surprisingly informative. You need to watch Yuri on Ice. 
Yuri on Ice is a very good, very gay. Uh, I'll anime. add that it's to the re- list. It's the best. It's awesome. Best homoerotic figure skating anime ever. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, I went and saw uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And you loved it, didn't you? Uh, it was it was fine. It, it was fine. Um, it was probably a little bit too long. I thought. Just like this podcast? Like, just just like this podcast. You could, you could cut like half this podcast out and you'd still have a, have a fun <laughs> It was just podcast. like, yeah, I know there's like that one moment in the movie where one of the characters just started listing shit other people had said. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I liked it. It was, it was well acted. Like, I think Brad Pitt was great in it. Um, but it was just, it was just, I don't know. It was just Tarantino. The payoff was really cool. But the a lot of people have said that. But the lead up to it was just yeah, it was I think a bit too long. It was the same as like for me as the the hateful eight. Um, yeah, where um, the lead up was just I was like I was kind of getting bored, and then you know the payoff went down, and I was like yeah, that was fucking cool. But this like the end scene in in this film is very cool. Yeah, I've heard that it's very cool. I've heard it's real good. Cool. Uh, I don't think there's anything yeah. else that I've done actually, just apart from being sick. Oh, I started watching Mind Hunter season one. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, I'm keen. I've, I watched three episodes. Mm. I like that. Yeah, Any, anybody show. else seen that? Cat Harris. Who? It's pretty good. Cat. Oh, Cat, yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> thank you for listening to the podcast. We will probably wrap it up there. Uh, if you want to check out all the sweet content, go to www.well-play.com.au uh, and you can see all of Jordan's Iceborne content. There should be a fair bit going up and perhaps uh, our moving out content soon. Uh, other than that, have a great week end because you get this on Friday yeah, and peace. we shall see you next week. Peace out. Thanks listeners. for listening to everyone's favorite DLC, the Well Played DLC. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Ciao. Ciao, Bella.